Let's go out to the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Special teams coach of the year, won a Super Bowl with the Steelers, coached here under Belichick. His name is Kevin Spencer, and he joins us here Wednesdays at 10 o'clock on The Fan. Hello, Kevin. How are you doing tonight? Hey, what's up? How are you doing, Jonathan? Good to talk to you. Good to talk to you as always. Uh, it's been a busy week for the Browns. Uh, they try to like fill out their staff. It's funny, you know, we, we talked uh, through text a week ago or so, and you mentioned the name Tommy Reese to me. Tommy Reese then ends up being a new addition to the Browns coaching staff. Now, he's not the offensive coordinator, but there is a chance maybe down the line. Is this is this one of those ideas that maybe maybe they're they're coaching up Tommy Reese now to eventually replace the the offensive coordinator that steps in there and, and gets the job this time around? Yeah, I, I think so. He's he's uh, you know been a real shining star uh, since he graduated from you know Notre Dame. Obviously, he spent time there. Uh, you know coaching at Notre Dame, then most recently at Alabama. So I think he's one of those, you know, wicked smart guys and, uh, you know, well-versed. And so I, I think he is one of those guys that maybe looking at, you know, not only, uh, you know, training him, but he, I'm sure he's going to bring to the table some uh, interesting ideas that he not only got from, uh, you know, the past game at Notre Dame, but then uh, the things that he picked up in the SEC down at Alabama. So I think he, he's probably a real good catch. And it, it's funny that, uh, I, I did mention that to you because his name did flash when I heard the minute that the Alabama coach Saban had retired. I said, well, that's going to mm-hmm. be a good one that someone's going to pick up. So uh, that, that uh, great prediction on my part. I have to pat myself on the back. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you said wicked in that answer. Are you from, I thought you were from New York. Are you from Boston? All right. This is, I, I do that to throw people off, Jonathan. I, <laughs> I am a metropolitan New York guy. Okay. But I went to school at Springfield College in Springfield, Massachusetts. So many of my, my buddies are ah. uh, Boston area guys. So I picked up the word wicked. And uh, I, I sometimes do that just being a wise guy. But I, I do sometimes say, not even thinking about it, but people will say, I didn't think they talked like that in Brooklyn. So uh, <laughs> it, it does. It's a great, it's a great line at a bar to meet somebody else. Please. It's it was what's funny about this. So I, you know, I lived in Houston for three years. I did sports radio in Houston for three years, and the only thing I picked up is I say y'all every every now and then I'll say y'all. I catch myself on the radio. I don't say it on the radio that often, but every now and then it'll come out, and I'll say y'all, and people will be like, where, "Where are you from? That doesn't. You're from Chicago. Well, how did you? Where'd you get y'all from? And yeah, three years in Houston. But, it's funny you should mention that because I was watching uh, my guy Pat on the, on his show today, and he had Coach DeBoer, the new, the new uh, coach at Alabama. Oh, who's your guy Pat? They kinda made, McAfee? They, they kind of made a reference when he was going to you know, take on the Southern accent to try and become uh, you know, uh, better suited down there in the SEC in the Southern states. So he said probably the best you're going to get out of me is y'all. And, and so it's huh. funny you should mention that. Who's your guy Pat? You're talking about McAfee? Oh, yeah, Pat McAfee. He has uh, some – I actually learn stuff on his show. You know, it's not always, uh, you know, comedy all the time. He has great guests, and they bring interesting insights into, you know, different aspects of sports. And he has a variety of guys that come on. So, uh, yeah, I coached the board on today. who's was uh, mm. somewhere down south recruiting. And uh, so that uh, – it, it was interesting that they did tease him about that, you know, how a guy that's probably closer to Canada than he is Florida uh, when, he was, uh, when he was up there – um, in, in South Dakota, I believe, where he started his coaching, and they teased him about picking up that accent. And, but, I, you know, Coach Saban didn't have to do it, I, I, so I don't think Coach DeBoer is going to have to do it either. <laughs> you know, uh, obviously, you know, he, he had Nick Saban on all throughout the season and everything like that, but I'm fascinated to find out. You being around uh, the NFL as long as you were and uh, being around the game as long as you were, I like that you said you can learn things 
from Pat. I, we played a clip just a segment ago, and it was Jared Goff on 97 won the ticket in Odyssey Station there in Detroit. Big sports talker, massive ratings, right? Big audience there. And Jared was talking. Jared was talking about how he doesn't uh, he doesn't pay attention to the Skip Baylisses of the world. When you were you know coaching and around the NFL. How prevalent was it that guys would listen to the, the Pat McAfee, so to speak, of the world out there? Well, you know, I, I think a lot of people deny that they, they, they don't listen to it or, or are aware of it. But, you know, you always talk about keeping the noise out of the building. But I, I think that, you know, nowadays it's awful hard to keep, you know, the noise out uh, from the building. So I think that sometimes there are people that uh, that do dabble in it, listen to it. And, uh, you know, it's just uh, – I just think it's it's really hard in this day and age not to not to listen to the stuff that's out there. You know, you just uh, you gotta when you go in and when you step inside the building, you have to have to have the laser focus to get about your job. But uh, I think you you know guys are on that all the time, so it's uh, it, I think it's hard not to pay attention to it. Oh, no doubt about it. Uh, I, I want to bring this up to you. You know, I read the other day that now with Callahan off to the the Titans, that there hasn't been a an offensive coordinator in the same spot since the 2022 offseason. So in two years now, we've changed over every single offensive coordinator uh, in the NFL, which is crazy to me to think about. Uh, what, what is going on with the offensive coordinator position in general as the Browns search for a new one here? Is it just uh, – are people looking at it as like a stepping stone and it's just always going to be treated that way? Or is there something more going on here where we've seen it – it wasn't always this way, Kevin. I mean, it, was, it happened, but not this way. I, I just think that it's it's uh, probably the, the tremendous importance that the quarterback position is now taken on, and not only at the uh, professional level but at the college level. And I always talk about you know they're they're like quarterback whisperers, and I, and I really do think that uh, you know management, GMs, and and uh, owners, I think that they're they're acutely aware of the fact that you know you you need to have that guy and have that guy in place, and I'm sure that. Just looking at Coach Hobart going to, uh, you know, Los Angeles. I mean, the fact that, you know, the, the quarterback situation out there and Herbert being there, uh, I, I just think it's so incredibly important now. And so I think that guys, you know, try to get into those positions and become, you know, in essence, quarterback whisperers. And, and I think that does put you in good stead. You know, you, I, I think you look at Coach Schwartz, you know, was, his name was mentioned many, many times, uh, or even Coach Quinn for that matter. And they, they're defensive guys. And, and you wonder sometimes if uh, they probably have to present a, an incredible plan relative to staffing to prove that, hey, we, we do have a quarterback whisperer right, in our midst here and so that we can ensure that we're going to have success with the quarterback. So I just think that that's, that's the way the game is gone now. It's all about the quarterback and the quarterback's ability. Uh, you know, you look at the four guys in, in, in the championship rounds, the, the, all tremendous quarterbacks, and, and it really – you have to have that position secured, I think, to win in the NFL nowadays. Yeah, I just I wonder if we're going a little, and I agree with that. And listen, if I was hiring, let's go to head coaches now, because if I was hiring a head coach, I would want somebody that has an offensive identity. I just would. It's just it's just kind of how this works. Uh, and uh, but I heard a quote from Harbaugh the other day, and I thought of you because Harbaugh, you know, special teams coach before he got his shot as a head coach, and and it was it was fascinating. He goes, if you're looking for a unicorn, you can't just look where the horses are. He was advocating that they look beyond just the the offensive coordinators, just the the latest guys that can get the quarterbacks to where they need to be. When you when you talk about head coaches that way, I'm sure coming from where you came from in the NFL, you probably agree with what John Harbaugh had to say, though. Yeah, there's no doubt. I think you know John is 
is right on the money about that. I just think that uh, you got You have to have that guy, and, and you have to have someone that can coach that guy, develop that guy. Uh, I think you have to have people in, in, in your front office that can identify talent. And, you know, it's still a, a crapshoot. You know, I was with the Colts when we the great debate was Ryan Leaf or, or, or you know, Peyton Manning. And, and still there was many people in that camp that felt that Ryan Leaf was going to be the decided uh, better choice. And fortunately for the Colts and, and, and that administration, they chose Peyton. And you look what happened to Ryan and you look what happened to Peyton. So, uh, you know, it comes down to evaluation, too. Uh, with your college scouts and, and your pro personnel people. And then, uh, you know, you have to have people that can also take that guy and, and nurture him and bring him along. So it's uh, it, you have to have a quarterback to win in the NFL, and you probably have to have a quarterback to win sufficiently in, the, in major college football as well. I bet those debates were heated, huh? Yeah, they just, it, it, it was, it was uh, amazing that they, they just went around and it, they, they told a, a great story where the, the entire organization piled into a plane and they went to Tennessee to work out Peyton and they walked in, you know, with Coach Mara and could miss Napoleon. They walk in the, in the, uh, in the area where they were going to meet Peyton to work out and, and everything was dark. And they, they said that somebody was approaching them from dark into light. And Peyton said, took one look at him and said, you ready? <laughs> I love it. Talk uh, about a gunslinger. That's like dealing with uh, Wyatt Earp going out to the, Okay, Corral. I think you know, but, uh, <laughs> it just shows you. It just shows you that uh, you know probably Brian Leaf might have been a tad bit better physical, uh, physical quarterback than Peyton was at that at that particular time. But I think Peyton uh, brought so many other uh, aspects to the game. I, uh, Bruce Aarons was his first quarterback coach, and in the off season, and a new staff is there. Usually, it's a somewhat relaxed environment, and Peyton wore Bruce out. I mean, he just wore him out. It was probably the hardest offseason that Bruce had ever worked because Peyton Manning was so incredibly uh, wanting to get to, to achieve and do well. So he's a very special guy. And, you know, I, I'm sure the Colts were quite pleased that they made that decision. No doubt about that. Kevin Spencer joining us here on The Fan. Won a Super Bowl with the Steelers, coached under Belichick back in the 90s here with the Browns. And I got to ask you about uh, game managers versus game changers uh, because – this weekend, I feel like in the NFC side of thing, you can make an you can make an argument that we have two what you would traditionally call game managers: Brock Purdy versus Jared Goff, both just managing games but doing it so at such a high level. And I'm not saying game manager is a, is a, is an insult either. By the way, I need to make that clear. Whereas on the other side of it, you got Mahomes versus Lamar, and those are two game changers, Kevin. When you think about where the NFL is right now, uh, are we wiping away that moniker that game manager is a negative thing? Yeah, I would. I'd like to think so. I, I think it's probably uh, a, a great talent to be able to, you know, fit into a system and take advantage of the, the things that the system, uh, you know, allows you to do. Like you know, uh, Goff and Purdy seemingly are doing that, and as you said, performing at a high level. And I, I don't think it's a knock to say that uh, they're managers. Uh, you know, they're not guys that are just you know, fifty-fifty guys. These are pretty pretty good guys on quarterbacks that. Uh, that they have right now. And maybe they don't have those elite skills that, you know, Mahomes and has as well as Lamar that, you know, that they just incredible athletes that they, they make plays with their feet and their arms and, and so forth and so on. So I, I really don't think it's a knock anymore. I just think it's, it's probably a, a great thing that a guy realizes that this, this is who I am. Uh, this is who I'm going to be, you know, sometimes I, I probably the most important skill I have is to play within myself 
and, and, and do and do the right things, you know, not turn the ball over, make the right decisions. Uh, so I, I think it's a, a real cover. And really, it's, it's great testimony to Coach Reed and Coach Shanahan that they have these incredible systems and you know, that they are able to do, bring out the best in these guys. And, and let's be honest, there's a lot of talent that is also joining those guys that, that are there as well. So I, I, I just think it's a, in my mind, it's not a knock. I think it's a, probably a great strength that a guy can be that disciplined to do the right thing and, and, and do the things that the system calls for. And, you know, and it, just Mahomes and those guys are just, you know, let's be honest, they're, they're just freakish in how they play. You know, Josh Allen, you could probably throw the, that, that name in that, uh, that list as well that are, uh, guys that can change a game in a heartbeat because of their athleticism and, you know, their throwing strength and so forth and so on. All right, what do you got this weekend? Uh, give me the call between the two games. Well, all right, this is uh, – I did my homework again. And uh, <laughs> I, I just I just can't uh, deny uh, Baltimore. I just think Baltimore's too strong. I've heard that Mark Andrews might might play in this game. Mark Andrews is a great red zone player. He's, he's always been a, a go-to guy for Lamar. Uh, I, I – I just I have to go with Baltimore, and, and I looked at the uh, past pro grades. Uh, Kansas City is not as, as strong up front. Uh, might have some injuries. Uh, Joe Tooney might not go this week. I know he had a pec injury, uh, and I just think that they're facing a, a little bit of a, a real challenge in the in the Baltimore defense. So I'm kind of I'm, I'm definitely leaning towards Baltimore. And uh, the other one, you know, it's like your heart in your head and what do you want to go with? I think my heart is telling me I'd love to see the Detroit Lions in there because they're like a Cleveland Browns type of outfit. And you, you love the coach and you love the way the team plays. And uh, they, they too have a bunch of weapons, but I think the 49ers are just so good with so much talent. And, and I think, you know, uh, you know, Purdy, if he just, you know, runs the game plan the way the coach Shanahan wants it, I think that they're going to be tough to beat. You know, and the other thing I was a little bit concerned about too, there's rain in the forecast and, Baltimore, 66 and sunny in uh, San Francisco, even though they, they play a little further south than there. So I, I wonder a little bit about, you know, the rain and, and you know, now Lamar and, and the running back situation they have here in Baltimore. Would they, uh, even though, uh, you know, the, the youngster at Kansas City uh, is such a good runner, uh, just uh, I, I think that the running game, if it does rain, could fall in the, in the uh, favor of Baltimore. Kevin, great stuff as always. Fantastic insight. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you. All right, sir. Good one. Have a great night. Let's have a great weekend of football again. Good talking to you, Jonathan. Thanks again. Thank you, Kevin. Kevin Spencer right there. Of course, coached here with the Browns under Belichick. Won a Super Bowl with the Steelers. Special teams coach of the year. He's the type of guy that Harbaugh has been talking about, right? Uh, John, not Jim. And saying we, we had to get more special teams guys a, a shot at the head coaching position. Now, obviously, you know, Kevin predates John in a lot of ways uh, as far as his NFL career is concerned. But... Uh, uh, you, you had to wonder, you had to think to yourself, if Kevin Spencer had started his job tomorrow, he'd be in a pretty good spot because of the things John Harbaugh had to say this week. All right, 216-474-0092. We're coming back. The Cavs are about to lose to the Bucks. Your reaction, we'll talk all about it. Giannis played. It didn't go well for the wine and gold. We'll pick up the pieces when we come on back. It's overtime with Jonathan Peterman here with you on The Fan.